think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime, and that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. Get comprehensive protection for your home, including outdoor cameras and doorbells, entry, motion, and glass break sensors guarding the inside, protection from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning, and it's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. Go to simplysafe.com slash overtime today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash overtime to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash overtime. And we haven't won the playoff series yet, so that's our first step. Bucks on the way to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since 2001. I should win MVP because probably I don't care. I just care about winning. That's what I care about. Uh, That's not a very good campaign speech. It doesn't matter. I just care about winning. I know if we keep winning and we keep playing good basketball, it's going to take care of itself. The 2019 Kia NBA Most Valuable. Valuable player goes to Giannis Antetokounmpo. What's going on, everybody? Episode 65 of the Bucks Leading Radio. And as always, your boy Jacob's here on the microphone. So before we get to tonight's episode, let's talk about the best gambling platform on the internets, and that is MyBookie. So go to mybookie.ag, sign up, use promo code OVERTIME, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, and they'll match your first deposit. People, it's free money. Good on there. It's a great betting platform. I use it. Um, really only bet the NBA, not going to lie, but you can bet NFL, NHL, other you can buy. You can bet soccer. You can bet women's softball. Whatever you're feeling, whatever you're itching, depending on how degenerate of a gambler you are. So get on there. Uh, again, promo code OVERTIME, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, mybookie.ag. Check it out. Bet on the Bucks. We're turning this ship around. We're going to pull the win against the Magic here tonight, and it's going to be great. So, mybookie.ag, don't forget it. Next. Next home game is the 2nd of November against the NBA champion Toronto Raptors. Now, if you want to go to that game and you don't have tickets, there's only one place to go get them, and that's Vivid Seats. Guys, come on. I'm going to give you the best promo code ever. It's overtime. And you want to know why it's the best one? Because you're going to get $100 free uh, when you're a first-time user. So if you've never used Vivid Seats before, use promo code OVERTIME. Get $100 off those Bucks tickets. Maybe splurge a little bit. Go lower level. Feel good about yourself. Feel good for a night. And then hammer that beer button and save. Use that $100 and get by as many beers as you want. That'd be 10 of them at the five-star forum uh, and worth the money. So... Go to Vivid Seats for everything, though. Not just NBA, not just Bucks, concerts everywhere, um, shows, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're doing that weekend. Go to Vivid Seats, uh, download the app, sign up, use promo code OVERTIME to receive the discount of up to 100 big ones. All right. So, as mentioned in the beginning of this episode, the Bucks have had a rocky start 
Um, and to talk about that, I'm joined by my friend Beckett. Beckett, um, new to Milwaukee, new writer for Cream City Central. How are we doing? Not too bad. How about you? Pretty good. A little exhausted on a Friday evening, but we talked about it before we started recording. It's uh, November, so it's post-sober October. <laughs> I think we're going to crack some beers after yeah, this episode. I, I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Lord knows I'm going to need it after this. Although, the way the Bucks are playing, they may not drive me to drink tonight. It's been they, a damn good performance from them. Drink in celebration, probably. I suppose, yeah. That? I guess uh, Wisconsin tradition, I got to do it. Salud. See, um, so... Yeah, you mentioned it. It's been driving us to drink. They've been blowing leads like porn star blow dicks. Um, yeah. It's not great. I think it's a hangover from last season. I yeah. think they think they're just, you know, they're hot shit now, which in fairness they are. But at the same time, they have this mentality of, like, we can just score more than you. Because they do have the best offense in basketball right now, averaging, I think, before going into this game, they're averaging 124 points a game, mm-hmm. which was tied for number one in the NBA. So. Yep. I think probably a little bit of a postseason hangover, but also some new guys in, losing some key guys like Brogdon. You know, the team the team won't gel immediately, but then you bring in proven shooters like Kyle Korver, Wesley Matthews, you know, who will definitely help the team, and they're not terrible on defense, so that's always a good thing. Well, that's the thing is I feel like that's what we've lost is that defense. Yeah. And I think some of it is mentioned we've just thrown some new pieces in and just trying to figure out that scheme and where it fits. I disagree that Brogdon was a key guy. I don't think don't our think record so. changes if Brogdon's on this team or not. Yeah, that's a tough one. I I just think he, like, the camaraderie they had with him. He apparently didn't helped. even like him talking shit when he got to Indiana. Yeah, I suppose. I guess, I mean, it depends I don't know. how much stock you take him. Usually, usually, though, when players, you know, leave under not-so-happy circumstances, they tend not to, you know, talk very nicely about the place they left. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Terrell Owens did that when he left. Greg Jennings hasn't done it for the Packers, and we got him a ring. I, well, that's Greg Jennings. <laughs> oh, so Greg he's Jennings, the exception to is, yes, he's a he's a nice guy. He's allowed to be. Terrell Owens, though, I should suppose, you know, you can see that coming from a mile away. Exposed. Um, but yeah, so I think you know you're right. Kyle Korver though has had a great start to the year, and just picking up right where he left off yeah. is like millionth NBA season. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how old is that dude now? He's, he's old, what, like 36, 37, somewhere up there. Yeah, somewhere. He's at least mid to late thirties for sure. Um, but let's talk about these couple big losses. So we we lost, uh, I believe, what a sixteen point lead to the Heat. Yeah. And was it more against the the Celtics? I don't remember, but it felt worse against the Celtics. It did I because fucking the- hate them. I hate the Celtics. They're a worse basketball team than the Heat right now, I feel. I don't believe uh, who was on the floor because they're missing Jimmy Butler and um, and Deion Waiters that night. Yeah, and and, but they still had, uh, what's his name, Nunn and uh, Mm -hmm. Hero who were just So you think they're better than Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward? No, but I think they're playing (laughs) out of their minds, and I think as a team, the Heat are a better team than the Celtics. I I don't know. I think think, Stevens at the helm, come on. Brad Stevens. I don't know. Eric, well, it's Bolstra. It's not I bad. feel like Brad Stevens peaked. I think, you know, honestly, I think he... I'd he su- coached Bud the other night. That's a single game. Okay. You could do that for a single... But for an entire season, that's a whole different animal. Fair enough. I mean, what do you think? What do you think it is? So it's a, you think it's a hangover, but it, it, you think they just get complacent coming out into the third quarter? And they expect to win? I think so. I would, yeah. Way. I mean, I can't... I can't see any re- other reason why that, you know, they would blow 16-point leads against teams they should be 
winning by 16 points at least at the end of the game. That's true. I think, yeah, I think they just – they're overconfident, kind of like the Warriors were going into last season's NBA Finals, where the Warriors, you know, they expected to beat the crap out of the Raptors and in turn, you know, got ran out the gym in six games. True. So I think I think the Bucks, which is weird because I don't think I've ever sat here and thought the Bucks think they're a very good basketball team. It's a, it's nice. It's a nice feeling, but at the same time, they the game is played on the floor. It's not played sitting in the locker room at halftime, thinking like, oh, what am I going to do after the game? You know, we got this in the bag. That's true. I think some of it too is um, they've now become the top dogs in the East. Yeah, that's too. And like everyone's every, chasing them, right? Yeah, which has never been the case. No, but when we had that underdog mentality last year of nobody believes in us, right? Nobody you have nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, you underachieved in quotes. You know, every other year before that, now there's high expectations. Kawhi's gone from the East. Milwaukee is debatably the number one. Yeah, team I mean, in I'm there. I'm trying to think of who in the East is Italy. at least on paper. Yeah, besides Philadelphia on paper, you know, can challenge the Bucks for the Eastern Conference title. I mean, so when I had Justin Garcia on, um, he was talking about how the Celtics probably get third spot. Um, so it'd be essentially Bucks, Sixers, Celtics. Nets. Yeah, the the Nets, the Nets are playing good basketball Raptors, right now. Like even they're they're four and one. No matter how much I hate Kyle Lowry and we'll shit on him <laughs> forever. I mean, they're four and one. Wins don't lie. Yeah, you know. I mean, it, it's slowly becoming a little bit more competitive as the um, NBA's talent has kind of gotten widespread and is not held on one team. Yeah. So I think that's part of it too, though. Back to the Bucks in particular, though, is like they just haven't they haven't played as favorites. I don't think this many times and had right. to deal with teams really trying to beat them hard. Yeah, I that's very true. But one positive I do think is Coach Bud will not let them get complacent. There's no way he would let this team, you know, they're three and two now with the win over the Magic, but mm-hmm. there's no way he, after those first, you know, two losses that they had, and I'm sure he just gave them an earful in the locker room. He's an intense guy and he's known for his defense really as a coach he's known as a defensive coach and to be able to and to let 16 point leads slip away he's not going to let that happen I don't I think I'd like to think that these two are going to be kind of one off or two off in this case hopefully yeah but. well I mean I tweeted about it last night I saw Giannis is getting harped on um as he was walking back into the huddle and mm-hmm. like I love that and I see oh, that that's fantastic like Giannis yeah. is not you know he's not playing favorites out there and Giannis is going to get it yeah. As much as he should. I agree. I mean, I think, well, the fact that Coach Bud worked under uh, Popovich in San Antonio, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who works under Popovich is going to have a guaranteed job wherever they go. But I think that, you know, given that mentality of, you know, not letting anyone do, you know, something negative for the team or at least not letting them get away with it. Yeah. Is going to be huge for the Bucks, And I think, you know, as it proved last year, considering how well they did let me ask you this question mm. so are you what do you think about the fact that we've had some early season struggles are you happy about it because um well here i guess i should say it. i'm happy about it because i'm happy it happened now yeah agreed. because this was going to happen in an 82 game season there's going to be ebbs and flows and had we have just gotten away with those wins or maybe just squeaked them out kind of like we did against houston 
um, we could have just been like, see, we're fine. We get up by 16. Oh, whatever. They fight back. We're right. still a better team. Like, no, you need to get punched in the mouth and really know that yeah. you have to bounce back, right? Right. I would, yeah, I would say it's, I mean, you're going to lose basketball games. It's going to happen in the NBA. But if you go down without a fight, which is I mean, kind of the way they did it, mm-hmm. is they just didn't, they got, you know, trashed on in the third quarter each game and didn't really ever look like they were going to get back into the game after that point. Like, I don't, I think that's good to happen now because it gives them motivation going on throughout the rest of the season. And it is a long season. That's the nice thing about the NBA is that, you know, two losses at the beginning is not going to dictate the rest of your, the season. Rest of your season. It's not like the NFL where you basically get to run the table. Yeah. So like right. either win the division or get the wild card. Yeah, right. that's true. Uh, I also think it's interesting. Um, Giannis made the comment of like, he needs to be, he needs to be, I don't know what it was in quotes, but it was like, he needs to be pushing and, and doing him no matter how he feels. So I think to your point of being like hung over from last season, I think or complacent. I think that's kind of what it means. And you see it here as we watch highlights of the magic game of Giannis just driving to the hoop in the third quarter, making his yeah. presence known. Right. Yeah, in the third quarter in the Celtics game last night, it was very stagnant ball movement. Giannis wasn't penetrating. You saw the same thing against the in the first half against um, Houston, where he was kind of just being, you know, in the background, not yeah. being the force he didn't of nature take, that yeah. he is. He didn't take the initiative. And I think looking at some of these highlights here and the defensive intensity, the better defense you have, the higher chance you have at fast break points. Mm-hmm. And it is impossible to guard Giannis on the fast break. Impossible. So if if you play with a high defensive intensity, you're going to get those more opportunities for fast breaks. And, you know, if you let the other team score a basket, you know, every trip down the floor, then when you get yourself, your offense down to the other side of the floor, you're going to be in half-court offense, where it's a lot easier to guard someone like Giannis. Yes. Especially as the Raptors proved in last season's Eastern Conference Finals, where they just clogged the paint and made Giannis make someone else or get the ball out of Giannis's hands and make someone else make a play, which unfortunately the Bucks didn't do. Well, let's talk about that. Chris Middleton kind of back as a talking point this year. He signed a giant contract. He hasn't been doing what you would expect an all-star to do, I would say, especially in those two losses of picking up where Giannis is leaving off. Um, are you worried at all? What's your opinion on him? Having never been on the podcast, I've, do you like it? Do you not like him? Do you like the I mean, I think – I don't like the contract we gave him because I was surprised he was even an all-star last year. He's not a not a bad player by any no. means. He's a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. But I thought his all-star inclusion was more based on how well the Bucks were doing mm-hmm. than his actual basketball abilities. And I also think with the additions of Kyle Korver and Wesley Matthews, that takes some of the shooting load sure. off of Chris Middleton. So he probably, which you would think not feeling as much pressure to make shots would make you better, but... The way he was playing, he seemed to thrive on that pressure of having to make shots. And I think, he again, complacency will set in. If you know like you're not making shots, but then you can bring in someone like Kyle Korver, who's just a pure knockdown three-shooter, yep. you don't feel as bad about missing them. You know what I mean? Obviously, you want to do as well as you can for the team. But at the same time, like if I were, you know, if I were up the bat with you know one out in the ninth inning, we were down by one run, and I struck out, I'd feel like crap. But then up comes, you know, someone like Juan Soto. I'd be like, oh, I can feel a little bit better now. So because you're getting bailed out, you can feel better. I don't think that's a good way to look at it. I don't it. think I don't think that's 
I hope that's not the case, but I could easily see that being the case. Sure. Especially when you sign a giant contract and you know you're guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you could play terribly and you're still getting the paycheck. Not that you would do that on purpose, but no. you have that a little bit more leniency, I suppose. And that's true. And I think you see it with everybody um, in any sport, as it may, as it may be. Um, yeah, so, I mean, are you worried? We're five games in now. We're three and two. Were you worried before the Magic game? How much stock do you put in the Magic win as well? Um, yeah, that's let's go yeah. From there. Um, no, I can't say. I mean, I wasn't worried. The Bucks have arguably the most talented team in basketball. Okay, and so arguably. are you? Yeah, I mean, it's that's an impossible thing to define. Correct. But you know, on paper, the Bucks are a very good basketball team, and they showed they were a very good basketball team throughout the entirety of last year. Mm-hmm. So, no, I can't say I was worried when they started 2-2 two and two and they gave up two losses. I just, I again, I think it was a little bit of growing pains, a little bit of hung up, hangover. Plus, the Bucks had never been in that position before. Mm-hmm. So they didn't, they don't, to an extent, don't know how to deal with it the next season. True. You know, they had never been that far, or at least any of the current team had well, never yeah, been I mean, that George far. George Hill's been in the finals, though. That, yeah, you have the occasional, you know, old guy who's been. The old guy. You know, who's got the postseason experience. But for the most part, you know, the Bucks team were relatively inexperienced. And in so they haven't had to deal with the pressure. And they haven't had, like, as you pointed out earlier, they haven't they haven't been the top dog. They've always been the underdog. Mm-hmm. So I think they, you know, again, we're, we're five games into the season. So it's very high. I think if we look back, you know, or if we move forward and they're 10 and 17, then there's some cause for concern and be like, okay, something's really off here. But. They're three and two right now. They gave up two sizable leads in two games and ended up losing them. But I think overall, I'm not worried about the way this season's going to go. So, how much stock do you put in that win tonight? Zero. The Magic are trash. <laughs> so it was a yeah. You should have won a, it. It was a nice. It was one of those nice like, hey, we played good basketball, but it was one. You know, we should beat the crap out of the Magic. Yeah. And if we don't, if they didn't win this game. If they lost and played poorly, then I would have had a little more concern than I do about how the season's going, because a team like the Bucks should not be losing to the Magic. That is fair. Um, yeah, and I agree. I think I, I would not have been worried about that at all. Um, I would have been worried if they would have lost tonight for sure. And I don't put any stock in it either. But I think it matters a lot. Giannis played far into this game, halfway at least through the fourth quarter, and we have a the first back to the back of the season, as mentioned earlier in this episode of playing the Raptors tomorrow night. Now I'm going to go to that game, and now Bledsoe and Giannis have played three and a half quarters of basketball. They're in Orlando. They're making the flight back to Wisconsin, which is 20 degrees because yay Wisconsin. Yeah, and now have oh, to play the terrible. defending NBA champions. Granted, without their best player in Kawhi Leonard, because now yeah. he's not on the team anymore. But it's not going to be an easy win. The Raptors are four and one. You're coming off a back to back. You know, what do you look for tomorrow? Do you think we get the W? And what's it going to take? Well, I, the defensive intensity of the Raptors is still going to be the same, even without Kawhi Leonard. Okay. You no, know, he's arguably the greatest or the best defender in the NBA. I think he is, but some people might say otherwise. But I think the intensity is still going to be there, which is going to make it difficult for the Bucks. But Knowing, I think the fans are going to play a huge part tomorrow. Knowing that they're playing the defending champions and a you know division rival in the Raptors or mm-hmm. conference rival, 
I think that's going to be a huge factor at home. The way they played tonight, I think the back-to-back is actually a good thing because they can carry that momentum straight from the victory. Get on the plane, get you know, get right back into it tomorrow, ready to play basketball. And I think, ooh, and Bud has a beard, so well, yeah, know, Bud's had a beard. You know, it's gonna get real. Yeah, he started. If he gets, if he gets mad, if he gets mad, that's why Robin Lopez had to shave his. Only one person's allowed a beard on the team. <laughs> I really hope is that true. I no. really hope that's true. <laughs> I made that up. Um. <laughs> Bud would do something like that, though. That'd be great. Um, yeah, that's funny, and that then that's a good spin zone on the back to back of carrying that momentum over into tomorrow night. And yeah, us fans, um, I'll be there. Trey, a friend of the podcast, um, will be there as well. He's at every home game. Um, if you're gonna be there, come say hi. I'll be sitting in section 115, I believe, lower level, because I'm a big baller brand. Um, so come Those vivid higher. seats come out to help. Vivid seats, man. 100 bucks off. Might as well go lower level. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm going to be fucking rowdy as shit. I'm going to be drunk. I'm going to be slamming that beer button. <laughs> My girlfriend, Caitlin, can just carry me out of the forum. <laughs> I don't think fine. she could. She's way too tidy for that. <laughs> it'd be entertaining, though. Very true. Um, okay. So I think, I mean, that, that's, I think we hit on a lot of the topics. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. If it's, it's way too early in the season to be freaking out about things, but it's also good. I think that we're facing some adversity this early in the season to kind of get over that, realize the things you need to work on yeah, and the weaknesses that you do have. Cause you do, we're not a perfect team. Nobody is. We do have new pieces as Wesley Matthews and Kyle Corver has mentioned. Um, and, oh, and Robin f- Lopez. We well, can't forget about him. Yes, I can't forget. That helps about camaraderie, him. though. Having two brothers on the team. I think it does. I think it does as well, um, especially when things are going well. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully they can bring each other up with things that are going poorly. Um, so I'm interested to hear a little bit more about you personally. Um, so mm. you and I are friends through, actually, my girlfriend. Through, through Caitlin, yes. That's right. Um, and you're from Fort Atkinson, recently moved to the Milwaukee area and the good I old did. Dallas. Yeah. So yeah. what's it been like, man? How's uh, the experience of living in Milwaukee? It's, it's, been, it's been really good. I was a little concerned because I wasn't living in Milwaukee. I was really hoping to move to the actual city of Milwaukee. Sure. But... Having a dog and a cat and trying to find places that meet the budget are a little more difficult. Yeah. But it's it's been really good. Traffic sucks, but that's to be expected. It's not as bad as it could be, though. But it's, well, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. Right? It's been nice, though, because it's given me opportunity, you know, working at Cream City Central now or writing for them, I should say. Yeah. First two articles have been on Bleacher Report, right? Yeah. I'll take that. I can't get much better than that. Beckett Callen, full name. Check it out. Google him. Yeah, B-E-C-K-E-T-T-C-A-L-L-A-N, because I know there's going to need to be some spell check on that. Fair enough. I don't think ever, anyone ever gets it right the first time. That's every fair. time I introduce my... If I had a nickel for every time someone said, I'm sorry, when I told them my name, I would be a fucking millionaire. Well, there you go. Maybe start Which, charging Yeah, I should that. do that, honestly. Um... So, yeah, I think it's interesting because you came from a smaller town in Wisconsin, especially that I felt like favored Madison as the go-to place. Um, from what I've heard, Shit, I'm not talk smart about, enough to get into Madison. No, I meant just like, <laughs> hey, we're going to go out. We're going to go to Madison oh. for the weekend. We're not going to go to Milwaukee. Um, what, was your, what was your perception of Milwaukee before you really spent some time down here? Oh, well, when I was a kid, I w- it was always known as the dirty of the two sure. Wisconsin cities, you know. My parents met in Madison, so we'd always go to Madison, you know, for whatever we had to do, minus Brewers games. But, yeah, you know, Madison, we go shopping or we go to church or anything like that was in Madison. So I never really got 
too much exposure to Milwaukee mm-hmm. until I got older and I was able to, you know, come here myself and whatnot. And it's, it's a lot better than I was, I ever expected it to be. And the people are very nice and it's, you know, it's a really friendly place. I mean, I come from small town, Wisconsin, so yeah. you can't get nicer people than those people. True. So, but by comparison, the people in Milwaukee have been very receptive and very, you know, welcoming, I suppose. And yeah, it's been it's been a very pleasant move. That's good. Um, I think it's kind of funny, especially when I go when I started first started going to Fort. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, you know, we just out. have to come from there to here. <laughs> um, well, I mean, like we'd hang out, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm from like I live downtown Milwaukee." Yeah. Like really? Like oh, oh yeah, mugged? Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's everyone assumes something bad has happened since. It, yeah, like everyone asks me, it's like, "Oh, have you?" You know, I'll say something like, oh, wow, Milwaukee's really changed you. And I'm like, what? No, what? really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'll just say like a random word that I've normally said throughout my entire life. And they're just like, oh, wow, Milwaukee's really gotten you. Oh, you're so uppity now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, no, it's not at all that. But yeah, it's people, people do. Uh, they're like, oh, what's it like up there? Like, it's almost like a magical place that no one... None of them have ever been. Right. And I, I never understood that. But I guess if you think about it, like, what reason do you have to come down here? Like, like especially yeah. from, from a small town, like like an hour away from here. Um, like, what? You're going to go, like, unless you're going to go to a Brewers game, which isn't even in downtown. No. Yeah. And then the Performing Arts Center. Yeah. Or a Bucks game. Play, but yeah. Bucks have been shitty and nobody wants to go to yeah. it anyway. Now, I guess there's reason I feel like to come down here. Yeah, people people would go to Brewers games be- mostly because you could tailgate. Yeah, because the Brewers were equally as shitty That's as the true. Bucks for a long time, and but you know the I guess the atmosphere of being able to drink, you know, drink outside, right? drink outside. You could bring your own beer. Yes. Like, whereas at a ba- basketball stadium, you can't BYOB. You no, got to you pay your ten dollars for a Coors Light. That's right. Whereas you know you get so shit faced before a Brewers game that you only get two Coors Lights in the stadium because. Because you, you got have, in, you during, have one more, and you're done. Because you got in during the fourth inning, you <laughs> found your seat by the sixth, <laughs> and then it was I a seventh inning stretch. We did a work, <laughs> we did a work trip to the Brewers game, and we made it to the third inning before we all had to leave because we were all so hammered. <laughs> we got there like two hours when they opened the tail, sure. like the parking lots for tailgating, and yeah, we met. I think Caitlin threw up in the seats actually. Nice. Yeah, so that's a great shout out for your girlfriend there. <laughs> She's Respect. a really wonderful lady, guys. Respect. She's hey. a very nice lady, guys. But yeah, so we made it to the third inning and we were just, we had to go. Like there were too many people who were just on their last just limb. Sleeping. Oh, it was, yeah. And we got yelled at by some family in front of us at the kids. And it's like, this is Milwaukee Brewers. Like, you want to hold some baseball, take them to the Kansas City Royals or something. Maybe. Not Philadelphia. No, not Philadelphia. <laughs> that could be worse. Um, Speaking yeah. of which, I'm so happy Bryce Harper left and didn't get shit. <laughs> Sorry, side anecdote, not about the Bucks at all. No. Just super happy that in his first interview, he's like, we're going to bring, I'm so, you know, looking forward to bringing a championship back to D.C. in his first interview with the Phillies. Yep. And he did. He was a man of his word. That's right. He brought a championship back there. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm the wrong person to talk baseball with. So uh, anec- anecdote over. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I always think it's kind of funny when you hear people's perceptions of the city. And I think it's gotten, it's obviously slowly gotten a lot better. Because I yeah. think even, I grew up in Tos- Wauwatosa, just a suburb outside yeah. of Milwaukee. Um, and 
I always had that perception as well of downtown, even though my mom used to spend a lot of time down here growing up. Like she used to go to Mad Planet a lot, which is a club down here and, you know, would do a lot of things. But even then she would comment that it's, you know, uh, it was sketchy or this and that. So I always just kind of clung to those things. And then, um, you know, I started working down here. I moved down here and just realized like, yeah, there's sketchy freaking areas. Right. Just don't walk north past, you know, I mean, there's (laughs) obvious areas. And but there's a bad areas in Madison too, which I think is funny. Everybody wants to overlook. There's places yeah. in oh, Madison, Madison you still yeah, should you go. Can, yeah, Madison's I think like the third most livable city in America, or livable in quotes. I don't yeah. know who fucking put this list together, but yeah, list. no, there are some serious spots you don't go to in Madison. But mm-hmm. it's you know I drive through the bad neighborhoods every day on the way to school, like through UWM. You have to mm-hmm. go through and. Even the bad neighborhoods, they really don't seem that bad. No. Or, you know, it's not, you know, people selling drugs right in front of you or anything like that. Sure. It's not Seattle. <laughs> well, those are in stores and legally, I think, now. Fair enough. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think Milwaukee's gotten, you know, from an outsider's perspective, Milwaukee has gotten a lot better yeah. from what I was told about it and from what I saw coming here occasionally as a kid. And now living here. And now living here. Have you been to the forum yet? I have been. I've been to the forum a few times. Yeah. And it's it's quite a cathedral of basketball. It really is. Ooh, look at that. It's very, I know, right? That was a great metaphor. Yeah, it is. It's very, it's, it was very well put together. The design, I think, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I really do. It gives, it's not, oh, speak of the devil. You know, it's, I definitely think, like, the whole outside area around, well, I don't the, even know what the, the deer district deer district is that what they call it. Yep. And yeah, I think they did a really nice job of doing that too. Giving it like a kind of a trendy slash homey atmosphere where, you know, I went to one of the watch parties for the Raptors game, yep. the series versus Raptors last year. I, I had never experienced anything like it. It was incredible. Did you, you met up with us, right? What game did you go? I, don't watch? Know, I was pretty drunk. Same game. I was there game three, game two. Gosh, I wish I remembered which one it was. Because, yeah, anyway, sorry, off topic. But no, yes. you're good. Yeah, and I think I think they did a really good job. And it was a really good job for the city of Milwaukee, too, because everyone knew the Bradley Center had to go. Ugh. I mean, that place was a dungeon. Yeah. You know, I saw, I saw, I think I saw one game there. They played the Knicks, and they lost to the Knicks because Eddie Curry hit his only three of his NBA career to win the game. Nice. And I was like, of course, of course. That's how this is the Michael red days of the Milwaukee Bucks. Hell yeah. Yeah. RIP. Never forget. I mean, he's not dead, but you know, <laughs> let's make that clear. Michael red is not Michael dead. Red is not, yeah. He's very yeah, much dis- alive. Disclaimer. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, the Bradley center fucking blue. And to your point, to our, our earlier conversation on like why people didn't come down here, there was no parking. Yeah. There still is, like, there's a parking structure now and in, in the old Bradley Center one, but, like, it's still a bit of a struggle. It's still a little expensive, yeah. so I think that's one of the things that needs to be worked on, but it, there was no parking. There really wasn't much to do. I mean, you could go to Major Goolsby's across the street. Yeah, and the, there was the occasional bar that was around, but not, right. like, specifically designed to, to cater hold. to the people going to box games. Exactly. And now you have... Punchbowl Social there. You got Good Cities, nice little setup. You yeah. got the Mecca. Wisconsinably. Yep, drink Wisconsinably. Yeah. Now Uncle Uglies, a.k.a. Uncle Buck and whatever they're calling oh, the yeah. top thing, um, the top bar there now. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's really become a place to just go and hang out. Yeah, which... that's been the nice thing, I think. It's like you can go there yeah. even when there's no Bucks game going on. Right. And it's still, you know, a nice atmosphere and it's still, 
Yeah, people oh, go watch Packer games there. Yeah, I can't blame them. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather watch it on a giant screen than my 32-inch Vizio in the living room. I don't know. My couch is pretty nice. That's always my argument to that. That's true, I suppose. I like, get... I could be naked more Packer game on my couch and be happy. Yeah, and if they're, if they're winning, it's a lot more fun, too. That's true. That's when the extra fun happens. Mm-hmm. Depends on the game, though. <laughs> when I saw true. Aaron Rodgers with that perfect passer rating. <laughs> watch out yeah on, uh, cover the cover the uh furniture in plastic i think that's right it wasn't already no um, <laughs> no i wasn't pre- i wasn't prepared <laughs> for that perfect prepared. passer okay. writing no um so what's it been like writing for cream city central man uh it's been a lot of fun i mean it's you know i the first two ideas i had for my articles i pretty much had before i even applied to work there and like i'd always been thinking about like not necessarily writing those articles, but just thoughts that I've had in general. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice to be able to, like, to have a medium to, you know, put it out on, put it out on. Right. Exactly. And, you know, where people will actually read it and I'm not, you know, fiending on Facebook, like, Hey guys, I wrote this article. You know, I could actually have it through a viable publication and all, all the guys there have been really, really accepting right away. And which was really nice. They're like, Hey, welcome. You know, welcome. Good luck, you know, enjoy having you. No, I didn't even know it was on Bleacher Report until one of the other guys was like, hey, your article made it to Bleacher Report. And I was like, well, shit, that's pretty cool. It is. That's got to feel nice, though. It does, yeah. Really and it was my the first one I wrote, too, was on Bleacher Report. And I wasn't expecting that at all. So that was a pleasant surprise. And you're going to school to do stuff like this, I am. Right? Yeah, I'm going to school for journalism at UWM. And I... Actually, um, I mean, this is my first semester at UWN too, so to be able to get that, you know, ship going right away is hopefully going to be pretty lucrative for me in the future, but we shall see. I just got to keep up writing and keep coming up with ideas. It's going to be a little harder now that the off-season's coming. Yeah, because you're a brewer For the brewers, yeah, because I write specifically for the brewers. That's another disclaimer, so... If you don't like what I say, you know, about I don't. Bucks. I don't about the Bucks. I don't write for the Bucks. So that's fair. Although if you do like what I say, maybe I will write for the Bucks. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hurt. Um, yeah, I, I've done that a couple of times. I've writ, I wrote for um, Bucks. I wrote for NBA League, um, which at TL Sports Media, I believe. Um, okay. Yeah, check them out. They're still going strong. And then I, I worked with the breakdown, um, the the B R K D W N. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were yeah, Jordan, um, the CEO uh, and the guy who runs that, it's a great guy. I and mean, I still talk. Um, I just I don't have the capacity to do that. So like, yeah, it's great that you're able to do that while you're in school and kind of because you have you know a little bit more free time and a little more free reign. And I'd like to you're think I do. First podcast too, by the way. That is true. I am. Don't forget. I'll try my best. You're, yeah, I was going to say you're day not, one. Not making it easy to, apparently. <laughs> but ugh. yeah, so I mean, Cream Central, I think, is, you know, the guys are really cool. And the website itself is actually pretty nice. Yeah, great. Like, the way they the way they organize everything and have, you know, easily accessible. The artwork's pretty cool. Shout out to Jeremy, who does the graphics. Nice. But yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I mean, I just started, so we'll see where it keeps going. But as long as we keep coming up with good ideas and writing good stuff, you know who knows. That's right. Um, yeah, so we're gonna probably gonna make this a short one tonight. Thirty three minutes in, it's eight forty six p.m. on Friday, November first. I think Beckett and I are gonna have a couple of beers and see where the night takes us. So we appreciate you guys listening to this. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Bucks won, so we hope you're 
enjoying that at least. And uh, we hope they beat the Raptors. So depending on when you're listening to this, you may know uh, the outcome of that game. And uh, as always, um, you can find me on Twitter at J-A-K-U-B-I-C-Z, the podcast at Bucks underscore radio. Um, and I'm Andrew Jakubitz everywhere else. Where can they find right. you? And you can find me on Twitter at Beckett Callen, B-E-C-K-E-T-T-C-A-L-L-A-N. I know, very creative, but I figured it was easier to just do that than come up with some stupid name when I was 12 years old, like right. my Hotmail account was. What was that? Oh, I think... I think it was like... What was your AOL username? Oh, God. It was... I don't even remember. It was something to do with boobs. It was something to do with boobs. Wait, I know like that much. like, actually spelled out boobs? Or like 8, oh, no. 000, it was... It was 8008 dollar sign. Nice. I think. Yeah. Make it real <laughs> Boobs and then something else. Something else. I can't remember. It was like... Maybe it was boobless. I think it was boobless and then had the dollar signs as the S's and whatnot, but... Nice. Don't, don't, please don't Google that. I don't need that brought up again. (laughs) Uh, Wow, that digressed fast. That was great. Um, So we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Um, As always, share it with people you know. Um, If you know somebody looking for a good podcast, tell them Bucks Radio, Leading uh, Bucks Leading Radio. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Um, If you can, review, like us, um, subscribe to us. And um, tweet us your AOL usernames uh, on (laughs) Twitter. That'd be hilarious. Just don't find mine. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.